Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. A prestigious college in a small town on the American East Coast. A former monastery turned into a Christian dormitory. Male and female students inhabiting separate houses. It should be the safest place to get your education, were it not for the fact that some students are true monsters. John Becker playing Kylie, Jorin playing Morgana, and Monica playing Sam and Fuck Mary Kill, a Monster Hearts 2 game run by Tillman. Come join our Discord chat and please consider supporting Twin Cities by Night on Patreon. Then we can switch over to Morgana for now. You just rushed into your dorm room, closed the door behind you, and I assume your your heart is still racing and you're kind of panicking about what's been happening. Yeah, definitely. Morgana is going through all the things she said, all the things that other people said around her, overanalyzing every single little bit and in a total freak out. Not much time passes. You don't really get a minute to recollect yourself. You hear voices in the hallway, clearly from Erica and Antoine, distressed voices. And you can tell Erica is approaching Lydia's room. And shortly after, you hear a knock on your door and the voice of Antoine. Hey, what happened back there? Can, can we talk? Nothing happened. Just leave me alone. You hear a pause and then, this isn't good. I, I think she's hurt. Morgana curses under her breath. Fuck. She's grabbing some supplies, a couple, her book, for instance, and a couple herbs at random, um, and opens the door back up, basically walks into Antoine, who's still trying to open the door from the other side, and rushes past him, trying to get to the kitchen again, because maybe she can make this all right by cleaning up the mess that she made. And it's better to do it now than to wait. She knows that. She just doesn't want to face the consequences of her own actions yet, but she'll have to. All right. So brushing past Antoine is not going to be automatic. So I give you the choice. You can either do it kind of forcefully, like brush him aside, or you can try to evade him. So that would be either a lash out physically or a run away. Either one would use your volatile. I think she's going to try and brush past him without pushing him out of the way. So the, the runaway one. Okay. Then again, that's 2d6 plus your volatile. That's a two. So you are aware that he's not comfortable doing so. But as you try to like get out of his way, he's holding onto your shoulders or like um, arms basically. And trying to stop you dead in your tracks. He's not being very forceful with you, but uh, basically he's kind of following your steps as you make a move towards the kitchen. And he's like, hey, 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 uh, don't do this right now. Please just help me out here. What's happening? Antoine, let me go. I need to get to her. I cannot help her from here. She's in, a, in her room. Erica's trying to get her. We can figure this out, okay? 
Morgana is going to look Antoine up and down and just snicker in in partly defeat, but also in him desperately trying to understand something that he will never, ever get and he will never be able to help her with. Antoine, thank you for stopping me. Let me go. You cannot help right now. I can. Maybe. You don't understand. You will never understand. And that's okay. But let me go. Roll to shut him down. (laughs) That's a cold stat. She's not being as convincing as she'd like to be. That's a six. You can tell he's getting kind of agitated. Um, He lets you go, but he's being very stern with you. He points towards the kitchen and uh, like in a pressed, angry voice, he said, go sit down over there. Uh, Sure. And she will go. He glares after you a little bit. What are you thinking? What are you going to do now? Like, are you actually following what he's saying? Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's uh, she's thinking to herself that well, as she thought before, she fucked up. Only person that can fix that is her. And as much as it sucks, apparently this is the pain and suffering she needs to go to or go through for her actions right now, and maybe. Just a small, a small part of her thinks it is valid that she does, but at the moment she's just annoyed with everything because everything would just be so much easier if people let her do her thing and it will be fine. But no, people want to get mixed up in everything they don't understand. So how are you going to make everything fine? Oh, you think she has a plan for that specific part? No, she doesn't. She has no plan for that. So she's going to go to the kitchen, sit down on the chair that she was appointed to. First, put her book down, crosses her arms because she's just being stubborn a little bit. And Oh, shit, I do need to have an actual plan and starts flipping through her book, hoping like just for some good luck that there is something in there that could maybe help. You spend some time going through things. Here you don't really find anything in, well, your current state of mind. It's kind of a stressful situation. You can still hear Antoine and Erica taking turns, you know, softly knocking on Lydia's door. And particularly Erica is trying to convince her to uh, let them in and let them uh, see her. Um, And then you hear another door clicking and you see jennifer in a bright pink bathrobe walking along the hallway giving you a quick glance and then in a somewhat of a hurry making it towards uh, the stairs yeah that's weird but i think morgana is currently taken up by her own problems more than Whatever the hell is going on with Jennifer, who out of the blue had a falling out with Kylie earlier, and it's just a big mess. What I want to do is to engage with the void and see if that can bring me some answers that are not in my book currently. If that's okay with you, then I'm going to... uh... Yeah, Uh, you can do that. I was just thinking about what might happen. Okay, cool. (laughs) 
ah, the dark forces are on my side today. I rolled an 11. So what specifically are you asking of the Abyss? How do I cure the hurt that I have caused? So you kind of zone out and you're feeling a great sense of despair and basically your surroundings change. You know that this new house, um, as the name suggests, uh, was built in place of a portion of an old building that caved in. And what you're seeing in front of you is basically a memory. You are a member of a crowd, a crowd of townspeople with torches and, well, pitchforks, etc., who have raided uh, this building many, many decades ago. And they are in an argument with one another. And basically the uh, gist of the argument is how can we save this one sacred place? How can we undo all the wrongs that happened here? And there are different suggestions. Um, a part of the people feel like they have to beg the Lord for forgiveness for their own sin. Another part feels like they have to burn the whole place to the ground and seal the evil uh, that has rooted itself here. And you feel like there is a split in the group. There isn't really a decision. Some people go one way, other people go the other way. And with that, you see um, some moving out of the building towards the chapel uh, further up on the hill and others trying to set fire to it. And you're back in the modern kitchen. Okay. Um, Morgana thinks to herself, okay, uh, faith, got it, burning something to the ground. Yeah, no, not, no, I'm not going to burn Lydia to the ground. That's not an option. How far along is the door team with trying to get Lydia out? Mm -hmm. It seems like they haven't really succeeded. Okay, in that case, Morgana is going to yell from the kitchen, Hey, Antoine, can I try? He walks over. What do you want to try? And Erica also walks over and she looks kind of, you know, suspicious, but also frustrated. Morgana is thinking for a second, I will make a snappy remark. Oh, wait, no. We're going to be the vulnerable person today, at least for this moment. All I want to try is to talk to Lydia. Maybe because there's clearly a connection between the two of us, I can get her out. Or I can get myself into her room. I'll see. But at least I want to try and talk to her instead of you guys trying to run back and forth between us, not getting us to move anywhere. They kind of exchange a look. Erica seems to kind of give in. Okay, 
go over there. I I don't want to call 911 just yet, but if this doesn't work out, that's what we're going to do, okay? Sure. They will definitely understand how I made... Doesn't matter. I understand you don't trust me. You can stand next to me. You can do whatever you want. I will just go and talk to her. And she's going to up and walk to the door of Lydia's. She's going to knock on the door and say, Lydia, it's me, Morgana. Come out. Come on. You wanted my help, right? I flipped out and I'm sorry, but I'm here to help. I believe you. So as you're listening in for a response, you feel like powerful surges of magic emanating from this room, like through the cracks of the door. And you're not sure she's going to let you in. There's something sinister and angry in the air that you can feel. Morgana is going to turn to Erica. Erica, I know you don't understand. I know that you don't trust me, but this isn't good. Uh, This is dark. Get everyone out of here. This is going to explode. Trust me. You know what I've you you saw what I can do, right? I'll explain it maybe later if I'm still there. But for now, trust me when I say I didn't do that. I didn't make it this dark. But I think even you without anything can feel that something is wrong here. Get everyone out of here. It's not safe. She looks at you kind of dumbfounded and then uh, clearly getting angry and she's ready to probably yell at you Uh, and you can also see Antoine is kind of getting uncomfortable with the whole situation but he's also not sure what to do and as she's taking in air and raising her finger at you you can feel a rumbling going throughout the whole building like there's an earthquake and we're going to cut real quick to Kylie and Sam who made their way down the stairs into the main entrance hall of the old house, the um, male part of the dormitory. And you're basically just about in front of the old plaque with uh, the monks who used to live here on them. And you hear uh, footsteps coming from another part. And you see in a hurry, Jennifer is running towards you in a pink bathrobe and it appears she's wearing nothing else and there's blood collecting on her feet. Kylie will like try to get her attention. Jen, what the hell? What are you doing? She's crying out, Kylie, Kylie, I'm, I don't know. I was taking a shower and then these weird maggoty things attacked me. And she's running straight toward you um, and her arms flail out and she's hugging you and sobbing into your chest. Sam just kind of looks at her and says, oh, really? I guess you have crunchy hippies in the women's dorm, too. Kelly just gives Sam a side eye as she like embraces Jen back because like she's pretty much naked out in gosh, I think this is set in October. So she, like, she must be cold. Um, and she'll kind of like 
hold Jen back just a little bit and like look at her more closely. Are you okay? I don't know. I don't know. I I just needed to get away from there. She kind of stops mid-sentence and you feel like she's not really looking at you, but like past you. And you feel she's kind of trembling weirdly. And so looking, seeing that she has that like lost look in her eyes, she'll kind of like turn to look behind her as if, oh, is she looking at something behind us? So you feel her grip tightening around you. And then she's kind of pushing you over her extended leg and you're falling into her arms or into her left arm. And her right arm has pulled out a knife and is holding it to your throat. Okay, so she ran out in a bathtub, or bathtub. (laughs) She ran out in a bath towel, but had time to grab a freaking knife. Love it. Drama. Uh... So, Sam, um, Jennifer's now facing you, and her voice has changed. It's kind of uh, very unlike her. Usually you hear her um, talking very emotionally, so she's either full of disdain for you in particular, um, or she's she seems freaked out about something. Now she's kind of cold, and it seems very unlike her. And she says, so what's it going to be? Sam looks completely baffled. There's, you know, the leeches are still in the back of his mind. Now he's wondering if the blood around her ankles and her feet is because she was bitten by leeches or if, you know, somehow she just poured blood on there for, for sympathy. You know, he's just kind of in his own world and until she grabs Kylie and puts the knife to her throat and he just kind of stares at her for a second, sort of taking in what's happening. And he says, you know, I've put up with enough from you, okay? First, the disdain and the disrespect towards me. Then having the audacity to pick fights with Kylie, who's done nothing but to be kind to you and share her resources with you. And now this, you know, do you really think this is time for like a jealous lesbian wannabe lover quarrel? There are these animals that are attacking people. And this is what you choose to do with your time. Now you're just mad because what what I I slept with her. Is that what this is about? You want her? She doesn't want you. Get that through your head. She's going to want you even less now that she sees what a psycho bitch you are. And he's going to turn to Kylie and be like, by the way, I told you she was after you. Jennifer uh, laughs at that kind of dryly. And she says, oh, I thought you would have figured it out by now. I'm not Jennifer anymore. And you invaded my privacy. You went into my room into my bathroom he took something from me jennifer saw it and i took the opportunity so now i thought we had an agreement wolf boy and when she says that it sounds a lot like you say rat Mm. i thought we had an agreement you didn't want to be exposed and i wanted to be left alone especially from that witch that you hang out with So what's it going to be? 
are you going to get rid of the witch for me? Or do I have to get rid of all of you? Sam's eyes just open extremely wide. And like a shock, just a cold shock runs through his spine. So he's standing upright and, you know, his hands kind of drop to his side. You know, he opens his hand and his and his duck just kind of falls to the ground because, you know, this is serious. So he he looks at Jennifer and realizes that this is Lydia. And now like every hair on his body is standing up and he says, okay, listen, we can talk about this. You don't have to, you don't have to do anything crazy. Okay. I can explain what I did. I'm in the middle of the two of you, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a pawn for the both of you. And I don't know what Morgana is going to do with the towel, but I mean, what is she going to do? Pretend that you had, you know, your period in public and, you know, shame you. What do you care? You're just here to do, you know, I don't even know why you're here. You're just here to live the human experience. Well, guess what? That's part of the girl experience. Having, you know, your period be made a mockery and whatever. It's not that big of a deal. I think you're really overreacting. And I really think you should let go of Kylie. And when he says that, you can see that his feelings have gone from shock to fear to now feeling very territorial over Kylie. So what used to be Jennifer says, oh, she overstepped a line. She put some spell on me so that I can't keep up my facade. Do you get it? I have to live through lies like you. And I can't do that anymore. Sam doesn't really look like he understands, but the more aggravated he gets, the less that, you know, let's just say his frontal cortex works. He's sort of devolving by the minute. And he just kind of shakes his head to try to focus on what she's saying. But there's like a voice in his head that's just, you know, really focused now on the blood around her, her legs. And he's thinking, kill her, kill her because she has something that's very precious to him. He hasn't had an opportunity to really quench his desires for Morgana that he's had since this all started. You know, he's had frustrations with Jennifer, frustrations with, you know, his ankle and with, you know, the two witches. So there's a lot that he's been kind of burying and kind of putting band-aids on and now the band-aids are starting to slowly fly off so he's taking a deep breath trying to collect himself but he finds it very hard to do so so he balls his hands into his fists you know into fists and he's keeping them nice and tight as he tries to focus and says i had no idea what she was going to do you can look in my eyes there's no reason I would lie about that. I thought this was all some petty girl on girl bullshit. For God's sakes, she's out there, you know, with like Ouija board pendants talking about black cats on Reddit. I didn't think she was really going to do anything. I didn't think she was really capable of doing anything other than, you know, one of those basic tarot spreads that you could probably learn to do online. How was I supposed to know she was going to do this? And if that's such a big deal, 
You're in Jennifer's body. Nobody likes that bitch. Nobody pays attention to that bitch. You can keep that body. It's at least somewhat better looking and definitely what are better smelling than the one that you had before. What does it have to do with Kylie? This has nothing to do with her. Let her go. If you have a problem with me, then we can settle this. But you need to let her go. Which brings something up. Kylie, how do you react as the two of them are duking it out? Definitely panicked. Um, but as more time goes on, you know, like there's that shock of uh, what she knows as Jen putting a knife to her throat, like, and it slowly dawning, oh, this isn't Jen on, onto Kylie. Um, like she starts to regain her wits. Like the more that the two of them are trying to like talk things out without necessarily coming to blows. Um, she's, She's trying to put her own wheels in motion. And I think it might be a good time to try to throw Morgana under the bus. I did not expect that. <laughs> what are you thinking of? So um, like as they're as they're going back and forth, um she'll she'll like kind of relax a little bit and go, so you want Morgana, correct? So she seems irritated and she stares at you. What's it to you? It's to me the fact that you have a knife to my throat and you're inside one of my friends. So let's make a deal. You want Morgana. We can certainly bring her to you. But you're my pretty leverage right now. I can't exactly, you know, kidnap the duck that he dropped. (sighs) In the back of her mind, like big heavy size she's like of course i have to put all the pieces together duh that's my job we can arrange a meeting i will i will come with you as long as you chill on the murder vibes and we can make an exchange she's gripping you tighter again what kind of exchange well certainly you would rather take out your frustration on the person who caused this to you right Certainly Sam and I don't truly have a beef with you. We don't share the same kind of, uh, shoot, what's the term? We don't find the same sorts of things valuable. So there's no need for us to get on each other's toes and turf. Just to interject real quick. Yeah. If either one of you wants to make a move on her, like run away or lash out physically, that's entirely possible. Just so you keep that in mind. Oh, if things kind of hit the fan, I I definitely want to turn into my darkest self and I will attempt to try to stab a person. But like, I think Kylie would go with this more manipulative route first. So Jennifer or Lydia or whatever narrows her eyes. What? Let me rephrase it. Why should I believe you? You've been so close the past few days. Sam over here even went into my room just so that that witch can do her little magic tricks. Well, you also have something that's valuable to me. That um, the person you're in right now, yeah, that's my person. And I mean, I'm not going to pretend to know or understand everything that's going on, but surely you could... Possess Morgana? She laughs out. 
Ah, well, unfortunately, I cannot. And I also can't possess you. All of you three, you have something special about you. With you, in fact, I'm not quite sure what it is. You don't seem very special. But the wolf over there and the witch, they evade my grasp, if you will. Rude bitch. <laughs> Sorry, that's, uh, that's more uh, Kylie's inner dialogue there. <laughs> uh, so as, as Kylie's attempt at talking her way out of the situation seems to be failing... I think at this point she will like start to panic and look at Sam. And if he doesn't do something, she's going to try to do something stupid. Sam sees Kylie looking at him and he's trying very hard to read her expressions. But the more time that is passing, I'm kind of imagining it in, in game terms, like he's just failing saving roles over and over again because he's just losing his composure the more that he smells the blood and the longer that the knife is held to Kylie's neck because she's his that's his property and now someone's threatening damage and dangling it in front of him at that which is just an outrage so given that Sam has heightened senses that smell of blood is just too too delectable to pass down, you know, to turn down, sort of speaking. So Sam, as Kylie is kind of scrambling and Lydia really seems that she's in control, he just has a moment where he opens his hands and now you can see that his nails have grown out and they're kind of like, to sharpened points and his, his palms are bloody because he's been digging into his own hands. He looks right from Kali to Jennifer and says, that's enough out of you. There's no need for us to negotiate anything with her. Don't worry, Kylie, just don't worry. And as he says that he points a, a very determined finger at Jennifer and says, your problem is with me, not with her. So either you settle it with me, you know, like a grown spirit or whatever the hell you are, or we do things my way. Either way, Kylie has nothing to do with this. She's just a human. She doesn't know what she's doing. The witch is your problem and my problem. And your ultimate problem is with me. So go ahead, be a man, be a spirit, whatever the hell you are, and stop taking it out on a defenseless human and come after what you really want, which is me. Okay. How do we want to go about this? Who is making the move now? <laughs> I think Sam is just like, he can't really hold it in any longer. I think he's going to turn into his darkest self. So you need to tell me if I need to roll for that. Uh, what we could maybe do is have both Kylie and you, role uh, to keep your cool and that basically determines um, who's acting first in a way whether Sam you get to like rip Kylie from Jennifer's arms or whether Kylie mm, does something stupid and that's the cold score yes oh and 
I don't know. Do you want to have the person who uh, keeps their cool to act first or who doesn't keep their cool compared to the other one? I think in this scenario, it makes sense that the person who loses their cool is the one who acts first. Yeah, I agree. So we have a six from Sam and a seven from Kylie. So a close call. Both of you were ready to do something or you were feeling like you couldn't hold on any longer. Kylie, you start shifting in Jennifer's arms, but you basically can't even see it. Suddenly, Sam has, well, almost doubled in size as he, as he transforms into a terrifying wolf creature. And Sam, you can take it from there. So Sam's doubled in size and he's got like a like a reddish brown coat on him. And he's got like a clear, you know, nails, but they're very long. They're very sharp. And suddenly he takes a step back. He gets on all fours and he looks like he's spring loaded and about to jump on Jennifer. Do you want to roll for lashing out physically? Sure. And that's my volatile. Mm, yes. I got a four. Hmm. It's that sprained ankle, man. It's cramping my style. <laughs> I don't want to have something, you know, boring happen. So it's not like you actually fail. I would say um, you would probably succeed in yanking Kylie from Jennifer. Um, but it's basically not pretty. The thing is, what do we do with that? <laughs> Well, it could be that he hasn't accounted for his ankle that may or may not be sprained at this point because he was kind of running on adrenaline before. So maybe he went to pounce and he slipped on the grass due to his bad ankle kind of caving in. And he reaches out to kind of claw at Jennifer as he's falling at her feet. And he manages to bat Kylie out while pushing Jennifer back or forward, you know, either way, so that the knife doesn't just dig into Kylie's neck as he shoves her out of the way. So, and as he does so, he just kind of face plants at Jennifer's feet. Uh, I have one more idea, maybe. You can tell me whether you like that or not. We can leave it to a random dice roll. Who gets injured by the knife? Okay, that works. What would the dice roll be? So just roll 1d3. One is Kylie, two is you, and three would be Jennifer herself. One. Got a one there. Mm -hmm. That was Kylie. So you leap at the two of them, and you do manage to get them to part. The knife flies out of Jennifer's hand, in fact, but it does stick. Mm. Where would it stick? <laughs> yeah, Yurin uh, pointed at her shoulder, so it does stick into her shoulder. And at first you don't realize you are in this rush. Then as you try to lift Kylie up, you can see it awkwardly dangling there and blood leaking, leaking into her shirt. And Jennifer was kind of tossed aside and you yourself, you kind of, well, fell to the floor as well as you leaped at them. What's happening next? 
Well, Sam is kind of in the in that primal mentality. So his goal was to separate the two of them, and he did just that. His concern, of course, is his property. So as he separates them and they kind of fly out in different directions, he kind of scrambles to stand and then he just slowly walks towards Kylie, but keeping his eyes on Jennifer so she doesn't try anything while his back is, you know, sort of turned. And as he approaches Kylie, he kneels down and he finally turns to look at her. And that's when he sees the knife in her shoulder and the blood. And the second he sees that, something just clicks in his head and he starts just kind of shrinking down. He's losing his hair. The claws are retracting and he's he's reaching down to hold on to Kylie and, and press her to him. And he doesn't know what to do. He's He's feeling very confused and helpless because he just kind of went dark and immediately came out of that darkest self. He sees the blood and he wants to try to stop it, but he doesn't know enough first aid to know if he should pull the knife out, keep it in. As he comes to his senses and is now fully human again, physically and mentally, he's kind of holding on to her, keeping her shoulder tight against her body, because in his mind, that's going to help the blood loss. And he just just starts crying because he feels that every time he turns, this is what it's going to be. He's just going to hurt those he loves and those that matter to him. And maybe if he had taken care of himself a little better, he wouldn't have exploded with how, you know, he just did. So he starts immediately sobbing and shaking and he's looking at Kylie and says, Oh, Kylie, no, I, I didn't mean to do this. I'm, I'm I, it just happened so fast. Oh my God, what's going on? I Do I pull it out? Do I keep it in, Kylie? I don't know what to do. So Kylie, please mark one harm. And as you stand there crying, you see some of the blood has collected on the floorboards below you. They are these really old boards with cracks between them that at some points you can like poke a finger through into like the dirt below. There's like droplets collecting there and suddenly you feel like an arm is reaching for that uh, strained ankle of yours, Sam. And you see that black rootlets are kind of circling around it and growing uh, upwards your thigh. Do you enjoy the vibe we have going on in Monster Hearts? Then you will enjoy our Scion game Valley of the Setting Sun. A game about people trying to cope with the responsibilities of having divine parents and becoming heroes while still keeping their zany energy going.